Welcome to the Dr. Judd Podcast. This is Dr. Judd. I'm Dr. Judd Brewer, addiction psychiatrist and neuroscientist specializing in anxiety and habit change. Today's update is going to be a little different. You may have heard about Kitty O'Meara, who O Magazine called the poet laureate of the pandemic when her untitled poem blew up the internet. According to O Magazine, O'Meara wrote the poem in one sitting, spilling over after months of anxiety built up from watching the pandemic brew on the news. I'll read it to you now. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows. And the people began to think differently, and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed, and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices, and dreamed new images, and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully, as they had been healed. Isn't that powerful? This reminds me of a psychological teaching about change that I learned when I was in college. It's called thaw shift refreeze. It's a metaphor for how when tragedy strikes, change can happen under certain conditions or things can go back to the way they were. This is especially important today and you'll see why in a moment. Imagine a leaf frozen in a pond. In the spring, the sun's rays warm the pond and melt the ice so that the leaf is no longer stuck in place. It can drift around. It can be blown to a different spot in the pond. The next winter, when the weather turns icy cold, the leaf then gets refrozen. If wind can't reach the pond, the leaf doesn't move and refreezes exactly where it was before. If there is wind, the leaf might refreeze in a different spot. The stronger the wind, the more the leaf moves before refreezing. This is a beautiful metaphor for change. We are the leaf. We've been frozen in tribalism, divisiveness, and racism. Here, the pandemic is like the heat that melts the ice of otherness, freeing up the leaf. We, the leaf, can now move. The wind signifies those forces of connection and love and the feelings that come when we struggle together rather than apart. We've been frozen too long. Meditation and prayer help us see this clearly. So we can clearly see how much better off we all are when we connect, when we can see how strong the winds of togetherness are. Each time we wake up and feel the strength and the hope that comes from connecting and working together, our collective breath blows the leaf farther and farther from where it began. While that leaf might drift back a bit before the pandemic ends and the leaf freezes again, the more collective movement we make, the more we can come out on the other side in a different place and freeze there. So here's some science of how all of this works. Our brains make decisions based on how rewarding a behavior is. Given a choice between cake and broccoli, we go with the cake because our brains can sense the cake is more calorically dense. It's more rewarding. I call this the bigger, better offer. And I've been talking about different ways to leverage this for better mental health in my previous episodes. You don't have to convince yourself that kindness feels better than meanness. You don't have to convince yourself that working together as a team feels better than working alone or against each other. And when you really pay attention, you see clearly that kindness is that bigger, better offer. Your brain is set up this way. To your brain, it's a no-brainer. As the poet Naomi Shihab Nye wrote in her poem, Kindness, 
Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore, only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to mail letters and purchase bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, it is I you have been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. So today, leverage your awareness and pay attention to what it feels like when someone is kind to you. If you can, take a moment to pray or meditate as an act of kindness toward yourself. Notice when you're short with your spouse or kids, eat your humble pie and immediately apologize as an act of kindness toward them. Think of one act of kindness you can do for someone else. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a thank you to the delivery driver or grocery worker. Maybe it's something else and pay attention to how it feels when you help out, when you connect, so you can lock that reward into your brain. Make kindness your new habit. Onward, together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes, and please share this with friends or loved ones who might find the content helpful. To learn more about mindfulness and habit change, visit drjud.com. See you next time.